Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org slash connect. Also by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Apply to get $1,000 free hosting credits and get a chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot at hustleshare.com slash AWS now. There are two kinds of people, people who listen to speak and someone who listens to understand and then speak. Welcome to Hustle Share. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ron Sturbeet-Yong. Welcome to episode 114 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ron Stur, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains not typical language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Yes, today we're going to be having an inspiring man who's really worked his way from the bottom to the top and is now helping startups and investing in what they do. And his name is Vishal Utam of 209 Global and Belkins Capital. 
Before Vishal tells us how he actually helps crypto companies in their journeys, he will share with us how it was like growing up in the Philippines and before he moved to the States to be a working student. And then Vishal is also going to be sharing how he actually worked his way up in the corporate ladder by working in the software industry and also the advertising industry. And then he will also share how he got to exit the first company that he founded that eventually led him to now create 209 Global and Belloquence Capital. And then he will also share how he invests in the type of startups that he decides to support and also what it takes to make him say yes in the startups that he chooses to fund. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind 209 Global, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We got a guy that, again, I'm very, very interested to know because literally this is the first time we spoke, but it blows me away how you're so good in Tagalog. Uh, again, just like <laughs> you started blurting out like, Kamusta po? Like, huh? How did it, how is that even possible? But I'm very, very honored to have you on the show. Let's welcome to the show Vishal Utam of 209 Global. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Vishal, welcome to Hustle Show. Thanks for, thanks for having me, Ron. Appreciate it. So, again, um, I'm very, very keen to know because yeah, you're, you're, yeah, uh, I, I'm bad with no Roman numerals. <laughs> I almost called it CCIX. Sorry, I, I don't really use it. My, 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 my intellect can only go up to ten. That's it. X only to X. So that's it. But before I get carried away, I need you to answer the million-dollar question, Vishal. What's your hustle? That's actually a good question. Um, I would say my hustle is all rooted in philanthropy. You know, I've always loved to help people, you know, fight for the fightless. You know, um, I like to come up with new innovative opportunities to help, you know, and um, I find my, I guess my hustle would be finding, nurturing and funding ventures that in a way can shape you know, the future. Nice. Amazing. But before we talk about how you do that and how you help out companies and how you literally see those those features uh, uh, unfolding with you pumping resources into them, I need you to buckle up because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. All right. All right, we're all the way back. And I want to know, because again, you're great in Tagalog. And I heard that you grew up here and you studied in Bosco. Oh, okay, so I want to understand, um, what was it like growing up? How were you exposed to entrepreneurship? And well, did you have any inclinations? Because I've had several Bosco guys, Makati Bosco guys, not Mandaluyong, Makati guys, um, here. And, you know, they've always been in, inclined towards the sciences there's always that inclination i think that's how bosco educates their their, their their students but how was it growing up and were you exposed to entrepreneurship growing up early um i was born and raised in the philippines um and i lived there for 18 years before i moved nice. i went to school to at don bosco makati 
Yep. Um, and I credit a lot of my current situation to being, you know, early formation from my um, tech. It is a technical school, so I had a lot of exposure. So shout out to Batch 1998, computer, te computer technology class for two years. <laughs> so um, I've always had that inclination towards technology, tech. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to America, I went to Cal Poly Polytechnic Cal University. Poly, wow. So I would say it started at early age. And um, what I learned from Don Bosco was, you know, the golden saying, don't do to others what you don't want others to do unto you. Yep. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yep. So that resonated with me. So I was like, you know what? I'll pay it forward. I'll lead it forward and mm. whatever I could do. But, you know, when you're a young kid growing up with mm. amazing dreams right. and zero resources, mm -hmm. it's very hard. So um, I would say at that time I was, very, I was reading a lot of, um, you know, comics, you know, mm -hmm. watching a lot of um nonfiction so yeah. iron man you know was my i would say nice. role model tony stark i mm -hmm. was like damn that that person was cool That's so amazing. so for me i never had mm -hmm. someone that i kind of look up to mm -hmm. you know coming from the childhood that i did there was a lot of life lessons along the way and my don bosco brothers mm -hmm. helped me um, I think my community helped me. I think mm. I, it was ingrained in me early on, like, you know, hard work, work ethic, you know, and that's mm. how it started. And mm. I would say that translated when I moved to the States and I still struggled, yeah. you know, but it's not really, you know, I never lost, I would say. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either you win or you learn. I was always learning. Mm -hmm. You never lose, you know? So I, I would say I was learning and there was a lot of life lessons along the way. And, and I'm still learning. Nice. And um, I, like you said, I'd like to pay it forward. I want to lead it forward. I want to mm -hmm. pay it the, pave the way and give opportunity to, to those entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who never had a chance. Okay. Now, I, I wanted to ask one thing because I've had also Indian Filipino guests here before. Again, so in the really? descent, uh, well, yeah, one of them was one of our uh, um, angel investors in Podcast Network Asia. His name is Michael Dargani. He's the guy that brought in uh, Red Kimono. Yes. That's him. Yes, Michael Dargani. I know him. Yes. And uh, he is the guy who brought in Baskin Robbins here in the Philippines. And he was telling me that, yes, there's a lot of, he, he got in, exposed into, this is exactly a year ago, uh, exposed mm -hmm. into a business by, through his parents. But also growing up, being part of the minority, and you know how Filipino kids can be cruel sometimes, he went through a lot of rough patches, being discriminated and whatnot. Did you have that same experience and how did you overcome them? As you can tell, my last name is Utam. Yeah. So imagine... Yep. The jokes that came with it, mm -hmm. utambeni, utam. Like the, I, ha, mm -hmm. I went through my share, but you know, looking back at it now, it's it may be stronger, mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, it made me realize that it gave character. It gave me, you know what, I was recognized, you know. Yeah. In a way, I know it's weird to say, but I felt special that they were paying mm. attention to me. Right. There's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Good right. or bad. Right. As long as, you know, it, you're thinking of me, you're speaking, then I felt like, you know, maybe I'm of relevance. Again, this was the young kid in me. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Now, okay, I, I wanted to understand, did you, what was the hardest part um, going to the states because uh again it's weird there's just a, you see a lot of parallels michael dargani also go, went to the same thing he didn't want to stay up to study here he studied in hawaii though and he said yeah. that wow this is this is a whole new world there's a whole a whole new thing and even if uh you know uh there's a lot of struggles already locally but being alone in a foreign land while you're growing mm -hmm. up is a totally different beast what was that like for you working 40 hours and 40 hours a week going wow. to school 40 hours, you know, you truly appreciate what you had mm. when you come to a country like America, because here you don't have a godfather. You don't have um, someone that you could look up to, to bail you out yep. here. You have to do your own chores. You have to yep. do your own laundry. No you know, you laundry have to make your, out. you have to do your own meals, right. you know, Sino magluluto, right? Yeah, like so, so, so. I was, I guess, I was miserable for two months. Wow! But then, you know, I develop a relationship with pain. I don't know how to say this, but I de I develop a relationship, and I said, you know what? Just power through. You know, like when you're working out, you're like, you know, you're burning. Hindi mo nakaya, hindi mo nakaya. Pero that that mentality inside that I will power through. I will push through because. You never know what's on the other side unless you, and it's only you that can push it through. People can tell you um, encouraging stuff, but it's you indirectly. You know yourself more than anyone. Correct. So I, 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 I basically told myself, look, this too shall pass. And I, it was a struggle. It was being at this position now. I appreciate a lot more. Got it. And um, I think every, I think our failures, our mistakes, our teachers in life, we learn. It is important to fail. It is important to feel uncomfortable. It's yep. important to make mistakes, mm -hmm. you know. And the good thing is, you learn from that. Every mistake and 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 mm -hmm. failure is a, just an opportunity for you to do better. Mm -hmm. Got it. So right. That's where I came from. Okay. Now I want to understand because even though there are failures, you do mm -hmm. use them as a stepladder to success. And uh, along with those stepladders of, you know, failure to failure to, to, to get to where you are, you also need to hone the skills and also the experiences mm -hmm. that allow you to become who you are now. What were those hard and soft skills that you, you acquired over the, over, the, 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 over the years, especially during those early times? Uh, that translated really well for you uh, in what you do now? I would say someone gave me an advice when I was in college. Okay. He said, you have two ears. Okay. You have one mouth. You should listen more. If you listen, there are two kinds of people. People who listen to speak 
and someone who listens to understand and then speak. And if you listen more, you will gain knowledge that you've never knew that you had. So I was, even though it was hard for me, madaldal kasi ako always. So I was, I was, you know, I, I learned I listening and surrounding yourself with, you know, surrounding yourself with positive, like-minded energy people. You know, it doesn't matter what form, what race, what demographics, mm-hmm. what caste, male, female, no matter what, it's you surround yourself with people who level you up, you know, like who yes. you can bounce off ideas and who, you know, in the bad times, kasama ka, in the good times, kasama ka rin. Like, you know, yes. you need to be surrounded with with. And at, for me, I, I surrounded myself with dreamers, fellow dreamers, mm-hmm. fellow founders, fellow innovators, you know, change makers, big mm-hmm. thinkers. So I kind of rubbed off. I rubbed, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me learn. Yeah. So I, 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 for the longest time, I just listened. I saw their failures. I saw their successes. I saw, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be just fo- just listening and absorbing this all. Now, before I take, we take our first break, I want to understand. So you, you surrounded yourself with, the, with those people, but when did it uh, dawn on you that there, uh, you know, uh, investing down the road would be uh, your, the path that you want to take? What was it? Was there little steps that you also had to take in terms, like for example, you did Pinnacle Worldwide, you were managing director, but was there anything before that that allowed you to? Really get your feet wet after college, especially going to, to, to your career. When I graduated college, I worked for a software company and oh. we were just developing it. But I worked, I learned people skills, team, nice. you know, team building. And then I work a little bit with Sachi and Sachi, which is an advertising wow. agency. And, and um, I learned the idea of being creative. But again, it didn't pay well, but, you know, it did. Yeah. You know, what? it it gave me the needed, exposure. you know, like when I see an exposure, when I saw creative things happening, I could see, you know, like what would they do? You know, the creative things. And then Pinnacle Worldwide for me was, you know, like I told you, I was very um, drawn to tech and I was always like, what's the next big thing? What's the next sexy thing? What's the latest gadgets out there? So at that time, Nokia's, Blackberries yes. were out. So, and before the Apple launched, I was very fascinated with the iOS. So at that mm. time I told myself, and then I had a com- couple of friends who were um, unlockers. They would unlock through an algorithmic mathematical code. So nice. I was fascinated by that. So I was like, okay, I see now. Um, so that helped me a little bit. And then Pinnacle Worldwide was a, a name brand electronics wholesaler and software wholesaler. Um, but I, I sold that company in 2012. And, oh, um, wow. Holy crap. It, but, but after that, mm-hmm. and well, it was, it was not an exit I wanted. Let's put it this way. I, I was not having fun, you know, like, you know, when, when your growth is, well, you know, when you ask yourself, you know what, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm. 
and it dawned upon me, no, this is not what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I, my passion lied in the frontier, what is out there. And a couple of my friends in Asia was telling me, hey, check out this, this Bitcoin thing, this blockchain oh. thing. In, 2000 and, in 2010, I was like, okay, no problem. At that time, I was very fascinated with payments. Payment. You know, at that time, PayPal, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, but whenever I said money to people, I was like, huh, they would hold it because they need an invoice. <laughs> Western Union, especially yeah. going back to the Philippines. M- MoneyGram and yeah. all this. So I was like, I was fascinated with payments, yeah. but I could not really address it because I didn't have knowledge. Yeah. So I went through, I like to call it dark times, but mm-hmm. I, I, for three years of my life, all I did was um, study, right. research, mm-hmm. you know, like introspect. Mm-hmm. And um, I was lost, I would like to say. And then I realized that, you know what? There is a future when you create it yourself. And um, I got involved in the mining. I, I got into, I was like, why sell the product when you could produce it yourself? Correct. Correct. So, so I, I, I started mining Litecoin, Bitcoin, and all this. This is like 2013 to 2017. Wow. Okay. Then 2017, as you know, things popped. Yep. And um, I parlayed that into early seed rounds and pre-seed nice. rounds in blockchain projects. Got it. And, and from there, I launched another entity called Veloquence Capital, which deals in non-fintech ventures. Got it. So, all right, let's take our first break and then let's talk about how you did that step by step. And let's go track back a little bit also on how Bitcoin was in around 2010, 2011. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch 
at SASConPH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Michelle Utan of Velocons and 209. But before we talk about Velocons and 209, I need to understand. So Bitcoin and crypto, 2010, 2011, I first heard of these two. And it's my biggest regret, especially a couple of days ago when Bitcoin now eclipsed $22,000 per, that I didn't jump. I'm one of them dudes that did not jump early. First of all, I wasn't liquid. I, I barely had enough to pay any bills uh, when I was starting out around that time. Um, and a lot of the guys that are really thriving now that I've seen who bet early on this are doing so well because they came in very early. But I'm pretty sure there was something that really... It's, again, it's either you're like me where I didn't pull the trigger or they're like you where you pull the trigger and you reap the benefits. What made you super interested to invest your own hard-earned money into crypto when nobody else was there? Hmm. I would say I invest where my... You know, I invest my money where my heart is. And number two, it, my intention in investing in digital currency was not really based out of making money per se. For me, it was an experiment on how to make the technology better. Like how can, you know, like think about this dial-up network. You remember that, right? Right. Um, before Wi-Fi began, before T1, broadband, Right. DSL, you dealt with, I, I feel till today that crypto is very nascent. I think it were very, mm-hmm. it's very early on. We have not seen the evolution of what it could be. Right. So to answer your question, it was a chance. I gave myself an opportunity. You know the saying, right? Every shot not taken is a shot missed. Yep. So I was like, yeah, let me put some here. Look, worst case, I lose it. And you know, the, the saying goes, you risk what you can afford to lose. Yeah. So I did that. But once you understanding, when do you, once you understand the underlying fundamentals of what it could do, mm-hmm. you'll do it instantaneously. Right. You will put everything you can. And that's why I think you will love B21. In fact, because what B21 is doing is it redistributes the whole you know, wealth diversification to the common man Mm -hmm. for as little as 25 US dollars or let's say thousand pesos, you can own a part of the revolution. Exactly. Exactly. It's no longer a clique or they called whales or high net worth individuals taking action. You can take fractional shares of a level playing field now. You know, it's exactly. Just... Give it back to where it started from. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I, I after you know, uh, you know, then saw those those opportunity. I want to now talk about your two babies. You know, um, two oh nine, 
and of course Veloquence. What's the difference between each, and what's the what's the the, the rationale of putting up two two very nice companies that help out and pave the way again for for or pave it forward, or what, what do you call it? Uh, lead it forward. Lead it forward. There you go. Uh, how how does it work? Um, two hundred nine Global is a digital asset management company. Um, we have offices in Asia and the U.S. Basically, it's uh, we take early seed, private rounds in projects, blockchain projects, okay. and mostly fintech, okay. and looking at one to three year horizons. Nice. Um, we not only provide a check; obviously, we provide advisorship, management, accounting. We provide industry um, support. Mm. Um, that's with 209 Global and B21 is one of them. Um, number, then Veloquence Capital, which is my VC and private equity, it's more structured as, like I said, private equity with a focus on space tech. I'm a big space junkie. I love space wow. tech. I, I wellness, you know, psychedelics and all that. Um, future of work, future mm. of living, Non-fintech is, I, I've, I've categorized and distributed it evenly so that I could focus on them. Correct. Compartmentalize also the type of deals that you, you do. Because More streamlined. Correct. Because if you're just like a fund that, okay, whatever floats your boat, how the hell are you going to do DD on me? <laughs> you know, it's and, and, plus, and plus, there are two demographics. Correct. You have the young you know, digital currency, digital assets, blockchain, everything yeah. right now is younger. It's focused on the younger generation. Correct. Then you have all those space that future. Like we're talking about traditional VC, traditional private equity. Mm. So it's quite towards the older generation. And what I'm doing is I'm just bridging the gap. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, because again, venture capital is venture capital. It, it hasn't really... Uh, Changed the way the way it has been. Uh, the, the, yeah. the ideas have changed. It became more efficient. Became more sophisticated. But at the end of the day, it's giving money for equity. That's it. Um, uh, now I, I, let's do, take a deep dive for each. And I want to start with two hundred nine because again, our very good friends from B twenty one is part of this. So shout out to B twenty one again. If we're we're now talking about crypto, the, the best way to invest in it. And if you're seeing the news, I don't know what the hell you're still doing in your life. Go ahead and fucking buy mm -hmm. some crypto guns now, especially Bitcoin. My goodness, uh, this is gonna be amazing. By I the way, would our, say Ethereum. I would say Ethereum has, yeah, you know, wow, okay. Ethereum has not even hit there. an all-time high. Yeah, B twenty one has all the digital asset. You know, you know, B twenty one it creates a customized portfolio. You know, and you can start investing as little as literally $25, you know, and then you could use your credit or debit cards. You can do bank transfers. You know, you could think about it this way. It's only three <laughs> clicks. When I talk to my grandparents or my right. father-in-law or my father, for that matter, they don't, they don't know what digital currency is. They don't even know what blockchain is. Mm -hmm. They don't even know how to transact. So with, with B21, you're able to do that with three clicks, yeah. simple. And B21 offers you an educational tool 
to walk you through doing this. It's got a very simple user interface that is targeted to the first time investor. And the good thing is you can sell your assets and withdraw it to any bank account or crypto card. You don't even have to go to exchanges for that. Yep, that's correct. All right. Now, I want to understand. So with 209, uh, by the way, I, I almost butchered this. Uh, uh, with uh, CCI. What, what, what's, the, what's the process like in finding companies like B21 to, to, to support? Because there's a lot of players also that want to get into uh, tech. I mean, it would tech, get into crypto. I remember there was a... Uh, ICO Russia several several years ago. Everybody wanted 2017. Yeah, everybody wanted to do ICO. Not a lot of them got finished their round, right? Um, but how do you weed out the legit ones like B21 and the ones that are like, eh, just trying to, you know, um, catch uh, you just just join the bandwagon per se. I for 209 Global, I invest based on the person, the founder. I like to know the thesis before. Like I said, I'm not really much interested in an X return because if your project is sound, then it's going to organically grow. I need to know the base foundation. And, and I met Miles, the founder of B21 in Korea two years ago. And, um, it was when, you know, we said ICOs, it, things were booming. And he was the only person in that room who basically cared enough for the common man to say, look, we got to educate people. We got to start small. We got to build it from the ground up. And that caught my attention because here you have an industry that's being run by millennials, Gen Z, and all that. And there was a big gap in demographics that people were not listening to. Mm. You could, and people, you could, you would hear from everyone, from your Uber driver, oh, Bitcoin and all that, but you never really understood. Half of them don't even know what they were saying. Mm -hmm. But, and this guy cared enough. And that's why I said, you know what? I am interested in building. Even it started in 2018, but it's been an organic growth, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what led me to B21. But um, to, to answer your question, crypto is still very nascent. It's still very early. Mm -hmm. What it could morph into, what it could develop into, we don't know yet. But it's exciting times. Mm -hmm. It's exciting times. Absolutely. And now there's, again, flashes of brilliance of the, the bubble, the, the fake bubble that burst in a couple of years ago is now a thing in the past because... Uh, Again, in Nitin actually is our uh, episode after this. Um, he said that a lot of the things that were not present a couple of years ago is now present now. Like you know, the big big boys like PayPal and whatnot. That's the one that uh, there's. It's not gonna burst because there's bigger players that are holding uh, and, and driving this this train that wasn't present a couple of years ago. But I want to understand also. So okay, you're looking for for people that have a good narrative but how do you weed out because i'm pretty sure people there are going to be guys that you encounter that are pretty good in selling the story but after dd you realize like oh god this is not the guy that what i thought it was um 
what's your what's your your process like in really making sure that okay you're impressed say someone impressed you at the first pitch but of course there's always going to be due diligence in between right mm-hmm. how do you bridge how do you do that in between finding a passionate founder who can you know sell the fucking narrative but also weeding through and finding out more until you pull the trigger it's the team like i said goes back to the people the team that you surround yourself with the team that the project surrounds itself with i think the the idea might not resonate immediately but if you surround yourself with the team that believes in it see a lot of the projects that i've been exposed to it's quick turnaround quick exit yeah. quick everything it's not an educational process i think if you cared about your product you would not want to exit it right away if you love what you do then you should not think of an exit strategy immediately and i find it a red flag when someone pitches me hey look um you may put in this you can exit in a year two year you make your 10x and that's it that for me is a red flag for somebody else it might wow quick exit i t- i 10x my money but right. for me it's like you're not really developing something what you're doing is you're just finding the next sexy thing and and for me i like to build things i like to i like to slow burn and and you're saying weed out there's a lot of projects out there that don't like taking inputs what i like with b21 in this case and b21 is just one of the few projects that 209 global has built a relationship with and like you said in the due diligence it comes out right is the the idea to adopt mm-hmm. you know they they listen they basically yeah. said look this is what we have how can you help us make this successful they took ideas they work their team has nitin miles and their team mm-hmm. are amazing so that's what i look for and at the end of the day it's sustaining right your project needs to sustain the call of time yeah. no matter what correct and again long game there's it's not a quick 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 flip right just uh it's a journey right correct. it's a, it's a journey so you got to experience it absolutely now i want to understand the other side of the fence the non crypto side volquence capital right you you talked about space you talked about you know future work these are all high risk because there's not a lot of players in this game and some players in this game also don't know what the fuck they're actually doing but what what i what i'm seeing here is that man you you really wanted to 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 really put in uh your resources to be, build a better future right so it just doesn't become dystopian <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as people would want to think mm-hmm. or what's in per- portrayed in the movies but what's it what are the types of ideas you're encountering i'm just curious um uh, in in good the question. Of, uh ventures that that uh, veloquence attracts ai deep tech uh, mostly like right now um 3d printers like there is an idea on board that i'm an early investor in mm-hmm. where in you 3d rocket ships where now instead of What? building rocket ship on earth you build 
a rocket ship right above uh, Earth's lunar orbit where you eliminate the payload, the you need, eliminate yeah. the, the need, the insurance. So you don't, you eliminate wow. logistics of carrying things. So you build everything on space and then you, and then basically you can go further. So yeah, that, uh, you and bring then so there much are people just trying to get out of the atmosphere, right? Yes. And there's so many duds that of, of rockets that didn't really make it out because there's so much pressure trying to pierce through that atmosphere. But if you build it outside where the moon is, there's less gravity, you know, it's easier to build. But how do you even fucking do that? That's this is mind blowing to me. This is amazing. You no, know, for for me, for me, it's again surrounding yourself with dreamers, surrounding yourself with and guess what? They failed so many times. But but if you you see like your your mind was blown by thinking of an idea right and an idea to execute it to become a reality it's a lot of process and you need to be a believer you need to fail a million times and it only takes once it only takes one and like there are other projects like like i said there's also liquid propulsion from one satellite to another one carrying payloads. There are so many things we have not. I personally think, you know, you get, you're getting me excited on space, but I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> this next five to six years, we're going to see um, a big rush in space development, Absolutely. space tech. You know, we are not going to grow um, horizontal. We're going to grow vertical. Absolutely. I mean, there's only two ways. Either you go up or you go down. Because, again, there's uncharted territory needed, needed to, to really to, to be discovered. Of course, the easiest way to go is up. But, again, there's also a big opportunity to see what's down there in the oceans. Because a lot of it is also uncharted territories. But, again. I would love to meet people who think that way. And maybe, and maybe hey, let's give it a shot, you know. Correct. Let's see. You know, but I, I'm just curious, again, without revealing too much. How big are the resources that these guys need? Because again, in a startup, you know, you all you talk, you talk runway, you talk uh, burn rate, you talk yeah. about you know product market fit. But those types of ventures, those are I'm pretty sure those aren't cheap. How, what are the type of resources do they need, and what's like the check check sizes that they they ask for? Um, typically, space tech rounds start at minimum hundred million valuation, and then what? they. <laughs> Yeah, um, but but again, you surround yourself wow. with with people. I've um, you surround yourself with people, relationship, and and nowadays you know it's all strategic investors, all strategic yeah. partnership, mm. and 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 I find it that projects now it's not only a check size. You need to bring something to the table: experience, yeah. relationship or technical skills, you need to bring something to the table. Correct. And I'm learning. Look, Ron, I'm still learning. I am not, I'm nowhere close to where I need to be, but guess what? I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm enjoying today. I'm learning from my past, but I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the ride. Okay, got it. Now, let's take our last break, and when we come back, let's pay it forward. You know, before we say we bid adieu to this fucked up 2020 year. We'll talk about that more after the break. 
Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. 
Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Vishal Utam of Veloquan, Veloquance, Veloquence, and 209. But now what I really wanted to ask, because you just literally blown my, blew my mind away uh, with the type of projects you're being invested in, the type of valuation that's fucking like, I, wow. That's already a mega exit in the Philippines. We talk about that type of money in terms of that, that valuation. But I want to understand what's the common denominator between the founders that you get exposed to in 209 and uh, Veloquence that uh, you invest in? Because there's got to be some, some characteristics or traits that they have, aside from the team, uh, that, that, that makes you, you know, when you put, give them resources. From my experience, mm-hmm. it's their adaptability, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people or a lot of founders don't expect, quote unquote, shit to happen. But yep. shit always happens. <laughs> but, always. but, but, yeah. And I, I the, the founders that I am interested mostly in working is having a fail safe plan, like always expecting the worst case scenario and adaptability that they're willing to take input from other, you know, from other resources. Like I said, traditional private equity VC mostly is hand me a check size, move over. Let me get in. Let me do my job, you know, and 90% of the projects do fail and they don't fail because of the product. They fail because of the management, the burn rate, things that have nothing to do with the product. That's the key. If you protect the product, the payoff will come. Absolutely. So I'm looking for founders. I've worked with founders and I've seen that. It's very subtle distinction. Mm -hmm. And I think when you see that, you'll see a path to success easily. Absolutely. And then I totally agree because if you, if you're always, you know, you have, and when I was telling you over the break, I'm a, I'm a realist now because my mm-hmm. first startup failed, you know, and during that first startup that I did, I was always half glass full kind of guy, but mm-hmm. it brought me down like, Hey, shit, shit will always happen. There's always going to be low points, you know, there's going to be mm-hmm. ebbs and flows all the time. So I need to be even keeled because when shit hits the fan, I need to be prepared. And when, when things go right, things will happen again. So you have to be even keeled that way uh, so that you'd be able to ride and weather the storm and, you know, figure out the necessary uh, adjustments because there's also patterns that lead to those ebbs and flows. And you need to be mm-hmm. able to identify those early in the game before they even implode in your face. Because if not, then, you know, and that also comes with experience too, you know, and the, the fact so you never lose, Ron, you never right. lose, right? You, you win or you learn, you never Absolutely. lose. But with the founders that you also support, what are the type of experience that they really usually have? Because again, you need to recognize patterns. You have to have experience too, to be able to be even killed like that. 
are they youngins, like first-time entrepreneurs, or have they usually tried or failed? What, what's what's that like? I'm blessed, surrounded by amazing team. Like like I surround myself with smarter people like than me. Like I have an investment committee. I have a due diligence team, compliance team. I surround myself with people better than me. When I say better than me, in more ways than one, yeah. someone that I like to learn, you know, I, I feel like they're able to, you know, when you work with a team that shares success evenly, that, and are like-minded, mm-hmm. and I feel like it makes it easier. Yeah. I think it's not, a lot of focus is directly on the project, but I would like to take a step back and say, let me first get my foundation. Let me build my foundation on rock bottom. And once I build that foundation, then it can take anything. It's just a machine. It's just a pipeline of due diligence. You see red flags, you know, it's basically uh, a magic eight ball at that time. Shake it out. (laughs) You'll see the proper result. And at the end of the day, I'm not saying that we're perfect, but we make a lot of mistakes. But we learn from those mistakes. And at the end of the day, you need to get more right than wrong, right? Correct. It's not a science, but, you know, if you keep the law of averages, you know, the law of right. averages should play in your side. And you should also be mentally able to adapt. I find like, you know, for me, reading helps me. I feel I'm very much believer of manifestation, law of attraction, you know, like. Yep. So that helps. That yeah, that helps. You know, correct. Because it it really d- does manifest. Now I also want to uh, know um, from from your point of view because you're the type of investor that you don't just put your money. You also uh, you actively participate to, to really help out the team, which is again a, a great investor to have. But once you start investing, um how active are you and what are the usual things you usually do for them? Because the reason why I'm asking this question also, let me just explain. Because a lot of first-time entrepreneurs would probably get an offer and they don't know how to distinguish a sharky offer that's just going to give them money and they're going to have a, a noose on their head after um, versus a good investor who would give their money and give do extra work to pave again uh, the way and... and, and uh, for you to enter, to, to for you to achieve your goal, what's that like for you? Every investor, every entity have a, has a different thesis and mm-hmm. motivation or incentive. Yeah. I can only speak for myself. Yep, yep, that's right. When, when you come from nothing, you kind of play with house money. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And when you're playing with house money, you could take liberties in certain decisions. And right. for me, I'm okay, like you say, paying it forward, leading it forward, because I want to see the future thrive. I want to, you know, when I came here with nothing, when I was, you know, it, it helped me put things into perspective. And when I see founders take a one-sided deal, it's yeah. out of necessity. And their necessity is because of their personality. 
I find it that if a fit is if a founder finds an investor that cares, if not as much, but yeah. cares, if, if, if they need to care of the product, they need to understand. A lot of the things that I invest in, Ron, is because I believe in it. You know, like, uh, what I always ask myself, would I do it? Would mm. I would I subscribe to it? Would I buy it? Or would I, would I be a member of it? Or would I be interested in it? And when I see myself doing it or being a part of it, then I know that I want to do it. Makes Same thing. So for me, that's where I look at things that makes mm-hmm. it easier for me to decide at least. Mm-hmm. And after the deal, uh, what's that relationship like? Are you more passive? It only gets better. Got it. Uh, well, I try to bring value. Now, Got it. You know, I, I'd like to put it this way. We're a team, right? Okay. Whatever you need me to do. You want me to play the six man? You want me to play defense? You want to play offense? You want to be a rebounder? You tell me I care about winning. Yeah. I care about winning. So I will play whatever part is needed to provide value for the project or in this case, the team mm-hmm. to succeed. Because now, let's mm-hmm. empower each other together. I'd like to say this, you know, People say, oh, it's lonely to be on top, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not really. But if you empower people together, you throw a party on top together. Absolutely. And the Mount Olympus <laughs> right there is going to be a, a house party. But also, this is where a lot of first-time entrepreneurs kind of doesn't maximize their, their investors. Because, you know, the Filipino concept of hiya. Oh, he gave me money. I'm here. Yeah, I need to do to work hard. But if you just fucking play your cards right, your investor just doesn't come in with money. They also come in with a vast network and vast experience that you can leverage to improve your chances of success. And I've seen the best of them, at least the best startups here in the Philippines, leverage not just the money of their investor, but also leverage their relationships and, yes. and the experience. And they really are demanding of their board. Every single shareholder in their cap table, because if and, not, then you're you're carrying all the heavy heavy lifting. And and I feel like you can change the narrative. It's become this way because I guess founders and investors has let this become the norm. Correct. Why can't you change the narrative? Why can't it start small? I'm not saying overnight it will happen. Right. You know, baby steps, compound progress, you know, like little by little. But if you're trending in the right direction, mm-hmm. then anything is impossible. Even the word impossible says I am possible. There you go. That is amazing. But last question before I let you go. Um, you've, you've been around a lot of companies, you invest in some, 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 some you didn't invest. And usually I ask the, my, my guests, what's the best advice you've gotten? But since you're in a unique position to actually give foresight and you know uh, a lot of uh, clarity to a startup founder or to a team, I wanted to ask Vishal, what's the best advice you've given to to a startup team or to a startup founder? Learn, continue learning, continue making mistakes, continue pushing the envelope forward continue even though in its darkest deep time that you want to give up Mm -hmm. 
have a relationship with that thought and say, you know what? I don't know what's beyond that. Saying no is not a rejection. It's a learning thing. You know, when you take a step back, don't think of it from a rejection point of view. Take a step back to take a pivot to two-step that catapults you ahead. One so back two I'll, steps it, forward. You, you learn and, you know, I guess patience. You know, I believe in this. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And if you slow things down, you're going to be able to see things clearly. Correct. And when you see things clearly, you'll be able to navigate things better. If you were able to attract one investor, what makes you say you cannot attract others? If you're able to convince one person to put a noose around their head, like you said, right? what makes you say others won't follow? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Again, thank you very much, Vishal, for that amazing episode but before thank I you for you, having me wrong yeah absolutely but before i let you go invite people over on you know to to veloquence uh uh 209 and of course our favorite uh crypto app i'm gonna buy some 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 crypto soon because 13th month pay i'm not gonna spend it and make it rain on random shit i'm gonna buy me some coins right so invite people over to to 209 veloquence and of course b21 first off i would like people to check out b21 you know, I'm here today for and because of B21, they've given me the opportunity and I'd like to thank you, Ron. Um, but yeah, check out B21 and subsequently, if you're interested, check out CCIX or CCIX.global or Veloquence.capital and um, you'll have more information about us. And if you'd like to reach us, um, all the information is in the website. There you go. Again, thanks very much, Michelle. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. And again, if we did say some show notes, or if we did say some jargon, it's sorry, not show show notes. We did say some jargon. It's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com, especially for for two hundred nine. You you don't you don't want to miss that out. It's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And again, if you want to be if you want to participate on how we grow this show, go to the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And lastly. Message us in our hustle share chatbot at m.me slash hustle share powered by chatbot.ph to suggest some guests just like Vishal in how we do this show. Again, Vishal, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Ron. Pleasure. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>